Welcome to the Sports Brief Podcast. This is Colton Hall for episode 15. Hope everybody's having a good night. It is Thursday, November 10th, about 8 o'clock. We've got our co-host, Tristan. How you doing, big guy? Doing good, my dude. So, uh, you know, we got a lot of stuff to cover. What an interesting week, uh, especially mainly in the NFL, in my opinion. Um, a lot of, you know, good things happen. Lots of some, some weird things happen. The Vikings actually won. I don't know how to take that. Um, speaking of that, Let's kind of talk about this NFC North, man, especially with the Packers. You know, what uh, what would you sure, notice sure. from their game? Well, obviously the big thing that everybody probably noticed was Aaron Jones um, absolutely yeah. going off. The Packers running game looked amazing. I don't remember the last time Green Bay has scored 34 points and won without Aaron Rodgers throwing a touchdown. Yep. Um, it just hasn't happened. And – Aaron Jones tied the Packers franchise record for with four rushing touchdowns that game. He had 107 yards on 19 carries, and he led the Packers in receiving with 75 yards. So that was pretty impressive. Um, and actually, for just the 13th time in Aaron Rodgers' 12 years as a starter, he didn't throw a touchdown pass. So that obviously that doesn't happen very often. Yeah. But even though he didn't throw a touchdown pass, he looked – he looked phenomenal directing the offense that was missing Devon, uh, Devontae Adams. Uh, obviously a huge loss. No Devontae Adams. I actually picked up uh, Marquez Valdez-Scantling on my fantasy team because he was going to be the number one receiver for that week, and I played him. I shouldn't have because he got one catch for 19 yards. It didn't matter because Rodgers distributing the ball to nine or ten different receivers. He threw for 250 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions. I mean, he looked great even without throwing a touchdown. And he's actually he's seven and two against the Cowboys, and he's now three and zero oh in uh, Jerry World. Never lost there. And he actually he won the Super Bowl and go home. But you know, besides the offense, Jair Alexander on defense and Chandon Sullivan, which mm-hmm. this is Chandon Sullivan. I've never really heard of this guy until. Maybe a couple weeks ago, but uh, they both got interceptions on Dak Prescott and uh, Zedarius Smith and Preston Smith are two edge rushers. They each had a third down, third down sacks that forced punts. And did you know that Zedarius Smith and Preston Smith both are in the top 10 in the league in sacks and they're both on the same team? Yeah, thought I that was, that. thought I that was pretty that. cool. Um, yeah. But Another cool thing, you know, the Packers, they obviously opened up the game huge. I think they got up to a 24-0 lead. But in the first quarter of this season, the Packers have outscored their opponents 42-3 to in the mm-hmm. first quarter, which is pretty impressive. Hats off to uh, Matt LaFleur doing a good job scripting um, the first couple opening drives. Um, they're just having a tough time closing out the games at the end, like you probably noticed. The Cowboys... Um, ended up scoring 24 points. Most of them were unanswered. Uh, the Packers just seemed to, when they get a big lead, they just seem to just lay off the gas and, yeah, just put it in cruise control and let the defense do their thing and try to win the game. But uh, the Packers, again, this happened against the Eagles uh, the other week. They had a first and goal at the one-yard line, and for the second straight week, they couldn't reach the end zone. Mm-hmm. Um, it, they just they need to work on finishing in the red zone, especially inside the five. They're passing a little more than they should be running, especially when you got a guy like Aaron Jones who's been running the ball quite well. Um, yeah. That's really the only bad things that I noticed from the game, but uh, really encouraged by the running game and the way that the offense is looking. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, I'm I'm really uh, 
I kind of knew when the Vikings fell to the uh, to the Packers, I just I knew that was going to be bad. Uh, but when they fell to the Bears, I knew that was absolutely devastating to a team that is trying to um, come back from an eight and eight finish last year and absolutely uh, eight seven to one, excuse me, and had a very disappointing end. And you know, the year before that, won the won the conference, uh, went to the NFC Championship game. And it was really tough because I think um, I think a lot of people were expecting the Vikings to go to the Super Bowl, and oh, well, they didn't. They weren't uh, they weren't good enough. So you know, for a team that's already finding themselves what zero and two in the conference, uh, you know, I think the uh, that's not a good thing because you know the Packers are looking red hot right now. Um, the Bears, you know, I, I know they just lost to the Raiders, but I don't expect that to happen again, especially considering the fact I I expect Khalil Mack to come back pretty mad throughout the rest of this season. And probably get two or three sacks on Kirk Cousins for good measure. Um, so you know what I, I think. Uh, you know, yeah, the Packers are a good team right now. They're tough. Um, they're and they're on fire. And that's that's <laughs> that's not exactly what you want to see if you're a Minnesota fan. But um, you know what? Let's talk about the Vikings. Uh, let's see here. Where do I begin? Well, first of all, uh, Adam Thielen. Uh, no, excuse me. Kirk Cousins apologized to Adam Thielen on a podcast. I don't think. I don't think any. Well, I don't know if any professional players actually ever done that before. Maybe that's probably possible. I bet you there's been a couple, but uh, I can tell you that it. I didn't. Uh, I didn't expect that, and I didn't expect the Vikings to come out firing like they did against the Giants. Um, you know, and again, I, I want to preface that by saying it's not exactly impressive what they did because they should have hung up forty-five. On that Giants team. And the fact that they only was only, I don't remember what it was. It was only like 25, 20, whatever, how many points it was, I don't care. They should have hung up 45 on those Giants. And the fact that they didn't throw for 400 yards to me is absolutely unacceptable. You know, I, I know a lot of people are really, you know, happy about the win and everything. But, you know, I commented on a, on a Vikings Facebook uh, that, you know, they were going crazy because the Vikings are, you know, three and two and uh, things are looking up. No, they're not. Okay. You are a team that just got dismantled by the Bears two weeks ago. You come back and you score, here, 28 points against probably one of the worst defenses in the NFL. Uh, Kirk Cousins um, throws for only 306 yards. I was... I, you know, I again, I was encouraged by it, but it doesn't mean anything, Tristan. It absolutely means nothing because if you look at it, I wanted them to throw for over 400 yards, and the fact that they only came up with 300, it, it they can't even get their their rebound games right. That's what's killed me about my Vikings. It's they have to. I they tried to find a balance with you know with Kirk Cousins and Dalvin Cook, and they just. Uh, it wasn't the fact that Kirk was so good. It was the fact that the Giants were so bad. And the fact that the Giants didn't have Saquon Barkley and all these Vikings fans are going off on it right now. Like, I even, I mean, I even commented on the on the Facebook post. I said, you know, as a Vikings fan, even I know this means absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. This one doesn't mean a thing because, again, Giants didn't have Saquon Barkley. Their defense is probably bottom three, bottom five, around there. Uh, Daniel Jones is a rookie. And they don't have a lot of bright spots on their squad. So, I mean, it's as a Vikings fan, I really want people to temper the expectations and everything. Um, I was, like I said, I was encouraged about the win. I was happy. I mean, of course, I'm going to be happy when the Vikings pull away a win. Um, I would have been absolutely devastated if they would have lost. But am I, am I looking forward to the rest of the season? No, I'm not. Because I know what's going to come. The Vikings are going to go come out next week against the Eagles, and I'm predicting that they lose by two or three touchdowns. Uh, I don't expect the Eagles to score a ton because, again, that Viking defense doesn't usually screw up so bad. Uh, well, they haven't, unless they play like they did in 2017 in the NFC Championship game. But, you know, I think 
I'm not expecting them to win. I'm expecting, you know, a two or three touchdown loss again because that Eagles defense can defend the run. And if they can stop Delvin Cook and force Kirk Cousins to beat him with their arm, you know, with his arm, that's going to be tough. Uh, Kirk Cousins, you know, again, apologize to Adam Thielen. Adam Thielen balled out against the Giants, but that's not necessarily something, you know, that I wasn't expecting. I was I was expecting them to rebound. The question was how much. Uh, Stefan Diggs probably going to be traded. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, after this game, a lot of people are, you know, saying he's happier and whatever. But I here's how I'm predicting the season to go for the Vikings, okay? They're going to go up against a good team against the Eagles. They're going to lose. Uh, they're going to go – I'll say they'll go – I'll be nice. They'll go 8-8 eight eight this season. Mike Zimmer's going to get fired. Against my wishes, the defense is going to be get uh, a little bit divided with the offense. Um, and I think uh, Kirk Cousins is either I, – I don't know. That's a tough one. I don't know if he's going to stay with the Vikings. I don't know if he's going to get cut. But I just – not a lot, a lot of good vibes coming from the Vikings. I don't care. Um, and I'm a fan. So to see them coming off a win, that doesn't – to, for me to be able to come out like this, that's you know that's got to tell you something. So you know, obviously, yeah, great to have the Vikings win, but I don't think it means anything. They got to go out against the Eagles and uh, take care of business there, which I don't think they will. So um, tough week to be a Vikings fan. Uh, well, tough year, I think altogether. Um, you know, I think it's just something you live and you learn from. But um, but anywho, let's talk about uh, fantasy football. Uh, Tristan, I gotta be very honest with you. Uh, my fantasy team is awful, and I'm gonna be even more honest. I started out one and zero. In my league, uh, both leagues, I was one and all. I scored 140 points on the first week. I'm like 128 on the second. So I was, I was all right, pretty solid. Last week, I scored 85 points on my best team. I don't know what I need to do, but I'm on a four-game skid in both leagues, and it's, I, I had the guy I lost to. Get this. He scored 195 points. I scored, like like I said, 82, 85, whatever it was. I got dismantled. I, My running back, I had Wayne Gallman. That was an absolute bad decision because two weeks ago he went off. Last week got a concussion against my Vikings, which, I mean, that, that, that's rough. And now I'm sitting at the bottom, of, bottom tier, one and four, hoping that Odell can wake up with the Browns, which we'll talk about in a second. But, uh, yeah. yeah, fantasy's not going great for me right now. What about you? Yeah, I was my fantasy team's pretty solid. I was undefeated until this week. I took my first loss in a pretty uh, sad way. It was because of Odell and uh, <laughs> the Browns. Uh, the Browns offense. I was playing uh, one of my good friends' girlfriends, actually, or his fiance <laughs> rather, and um, I was only losing by one and a half points or two points. And she only had Robbie Gold playing, and I only had Odell Beckham playing. And OBJ was project, projected maybe 10, 11 points. Robbie Gold was projected, I don't know, six or seven points, but mm-hmm. Odell end, end up, ended up getting me two and a half. Robbie Gold ended up missing three field goals, trying to help me out, and he ended <laughs> up scoring, I think he ended up scoring three-ish points, but anyways, I lost by a couple points, which should have been a win if the Browns offense was awake for any part of that game, which <laughs> they weren't, Yeah. which we should go back to. I think we talked about this uh, one or two episodes ago about the Browns whether they should panic or whether they should not. It's panic. I I'd be I'd, I'd be panicking right now if I was a Cleveland yeah. Browns fan. Um their offense looked completely out of sync against the 49ers. Granted, the 49ers are a good team. They've got a they've got a good team. They got a solid defense, but still like to only put up 3 points when you have Jarvis Landry, Odell Beckham Jr., Nick Chubb. It's just it's unacceptable and Baker's play was awful. He ended up scoring negative two fantasy points, uh, <laughs> I think. But uh, yeah, it was awful. The Browns, I think they'd be, they should be worried. Um, yeah, it's definitely probably panic time in Cleveland. 
You know, I just, it's kind of funny to me, honestly, because I think everybody was really going off on him. Everyone was expecting him to go, you know, Browns in the Super Bowl. I'm not going to lie. I had a little bit of hype on the Browns in the Super Bowl, but I, excuse me, I expected him to do well. I didn't say they were in the Super Bowl. I don't, if I did, I want somebody to smack me because I couldn't have been more wrong. But I, I, I just had a little bit, you know, the hype train always seems to leave the station a a little too early with some of these teams. And I I just had a feeling about the Browns. I thought they were going to be good, but I didn't think they were going to lose that bad on Monday night. So, um, yeah, dude, this is, it's kind of rough. Like, I don't know. Is it just, I don't know if it's the Browns persona. I don't know if just, I, they, they don't, it's not in their innate ability to be good. Like it's just, it's frustrating. If I'm a Browns fan, I'm like, I, I'm going to continue to wear a, a brown paper bag over my head because, and when I wear a Browns jersey because I don't want people to acknowledge the fact that I'm a Browns fan. Like, I don't know what the, the thing is with, you know, Baker Mayfield who said after the game, uh, you know, they got to be better and whatnot. By the way, the whatever happened with Richard Sherman, I think Richard Sir, Sherman uh, told the media that he didn't even shake hands before the game. And then a couple of days later, it surfaced that he shook hands before the game. Like, I don't, like, I get lying. Like, I I don't get lied. Pulled like the, it doesn't. Pulled, yeah, he pulled the old pulled the old manti tail on him. Uh, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah, that was ridiculous. Just, he said something like Baker refused to shake his shake his hand, and then Baker turned around and walked away. Yeah, it's completely false. Yeah, they shook hands. They sat there and talked like all the other captains did. And then what was it today or yesterday? Richard Sherman was like, "Oh, I'm gonna reach out to Baker and apologize to Baker." Blah blah blah. I'm like, just don't be a liar. Yeah. Yeah, but. One thing I think needs to happen with Cleveland, um, Baker Mayfield should stop acting like he's a two-time Super Bowl champion. Um, <laughs> yep. I mean, it's one thing to have swagger and confidence, but this guy goes around acting like he's one of the Super Bowls, acting like yep. he's one of the the top quarterbacks in the league, and he's not. And he's he did have a good year last year. I mean, he set the rookie touchdown pass record, but uh, he needs to do. They need to do something. And he's got the weapons. And the way it's looking right now, he might not have those weapons for very much longer. Um, um, There's rumors, I don't know if it's confirmed or not, that the Browns are listening to trade talks for Odell Beckham, which I doubt. But I wouldn't be surprised at this point because they could probably get something pretty valuable in return for an unproductive Odell Beckham. But, uh, yeah, it's it's not looking up. I think they need to chill out a little bit. Everybody should probably – stop hyping them up so much because yeah. they look they're just they look like a very basic average team they're nothing special yeah i mean they've done nothing they just they do, they've done nothing to deserve any kind of respect any kind of accolades or you know uh preseason you know top 10 rankings they've done nothing so the fact uh i think it's just kind of a spit in the face to us fans who are expecting you know uh Maybe the second coming of the greatest show on earth with Jarvis Landry, Odell Beckham Jr., David Njuku, and you know Nick Chubb, and all those guys. I think we were expecting something that completely wasn't fair. But at the same time, the way they were walking around, you said it. That they don't deserve to be walking around like that. They got to come out and prove it. And that's the way the NFL is, man. You can't come out and just think you know you're gonna you're gonna own it. You gotta you gotta come out and prove it. And um, I guess that's just how it goes. But um, what about uh, you know this is something uh, I kind of I keep seeing on the internet and. Uh, you know, I talked about it, I think, last week with Corey. But, you know, the Vontez perfect situation, um, his suspension was upheld. Um, personally, I think it was the right call. But, uh, you know, I, I didn't get to hear what you thought about it. Uh, what 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 is your whole take on this whole Vontez perfect situation? Yeah, I mean, this guy, is, he's suspended every year for <laughs> for dirty hits. He's either suspended or he's fined every year. And he just doesn't seem to get the hint that 
if he keeps doing it, the consequences are going to get worse. And um, after after what he did, I think the NFL, I applaud the NFL for suspending him for the remainder of the season. Yep. I really think that should teach him a lesson. I'm really glad they upheld their suspension on him because he appealed it this last yep. week and they upheld it. Um, I'm, I'm so glad they did that. Hats off to whoever was in charge of that. I'm sure Goodell was probably part of it. Um, but that's just, it's really impressive to see the NFL, um, stand firm on that. And I'm really glad they did. And I hope after this season, uh, Vontaze decides to clean it up a little bit and start shooting low instead of, uh, shooting for the helmets. Tristan, I don't think he's going to, like, I, I, I spoke about it last week on the show. Uh, you know, know uh, the thing is, is I think it's become a part of who he is. And I hate to say that about a guy, I've, you know, it's, you know, I got nothing but respect for him because he's, he's a good, he's a good football player. Uh, you know, second year in the league, had over 170 tackles, a part of that fierce Mike Zimmer defense back when he was, uh, you know, the defensive coordinator of the Bengals. I have nothing but respect for the man, but it's in his blood now. This is who he is. He goes, it's, he's, he's cheap. That's just, you know, and I wouldn't say that if it was, I'll even go so far as to say as three or four altercations or incidents, uh, incidences, incidences. Yeah, whatever. Mm-hmm. I I would not, I would go so far as to say you know three or four of them, but I think he's in double digits now. And at a certain point, you know, I think it was I think I got that from ESPN. I think it was uh, um, either Stephen A. or, or um, Blaken on it. But anyway, got it from ESPN. And you know, I think it's I think it's really time for the NFL to realize that this is absolutely unacceptable, and they made the right call. Um, this is absolutely, he's, he hasn't changed and I don't think he's ever going to change. Uh, I think that, you know, especially with everything that he's done in the past, I know they, they always say, don't judge a guy by his past, but at the end of the day, this guy has done absolutely nothing. Uh, and in my opinion, to be able to come out here and say, you know, that he's going to change in any way or that he's uh, a changed man or, you know, I, it was actually Max Kellerman from ESPN that I think said double digit incidents, but here's the thing. Again, I'd understand if it was four or five, but the fact that you're in double digits now, dude, this is there's no more excuses. You can't say anything else that would make me feel sorry for you or would make me believe you. I think you should get kicked out of the NFL. You know, and I said it last week. Uh, there comes a time, and I was a defensive player in college. I never, I never went out to hurt somebody. I wasn't like I wasn't trying to end their career, you know. And you see a lot of it. I it, there's even YouTube videos of him like literally trying to twist people's ankles and and you know, just a whole bunch. Then not even just cheap shots, literally trying to injure people. That's not what the game is about. That's not what the sport is about. So, um, I think I think that you know the NFL made the right call here, but I think they need to take it a step further and, and just kick him out. I think he deserves it. Um, just from he, it's his own doing. He's got nobody else to blame. Um. But yeah, right call to the NFL. Uh, I'm looking for him to get kicked out pretty soon. But um, sure. uh, what about the Chiefs? Though this is kind of funny because I was a guy. I <laughs> my first my first fantasy team. I drafted Patrick Mahomes first overall, and for like the first three or four weeks of the season, uh, I don't think I was regretting it. I was kind of on cloud nine there for a second because he was getting like 30, 40 points a week, throwing for over 400 yards, over three or four touchdowns. I was on cloud nine because everybody was like, "Oh, this dude drafted Patrick Mahomes." Uh, yeah because he's probably the best quarterback in the league or in the conversation. And the fact that he's playing like this, um, you know, in, in these last two games, he's, he, I think he's only thrown one touchdown. Uh, I think it is panic time a little bit for the Chiefs because I'm not going to say that defenses have necessarily figured out Patrick Mahomes and that Chiefs offense because I think that uh, 
I think that they're going to get stuff figured out. Travis Kelsey, who I still believe is the best tight end in football. I don't care what you say about you know, George Kittle. I'm sorry. Uh, okay. uh, <laughs> no, I, I just think that, you know, with McCole Hardman and, you know, just the way that, you know, they got Tyreek Hill back. And um, I, th- I still think it's a good offense. I don't – I think that they should start – they need to get back to the film sessions. I think they need to get back, look at the film, regroup, realize, hey, this is what we got to do if we want to be successful. And, you know, they'll move on from there. But well, what's your take on the whole, you know, Chiefs situation? Is it is it panic time for the Chiefs? No, I don't think so. Uh, I don't think there's any uh, any need to panic right now for Kansas City, but I, I do think there is some cause for concern. Um, some of the good things, uh, Mahomes is on pace to he'll probably break the single-season passing yard record, um, even without Tyreek Hill, one of the most explosive offensive weapons that probably in the league. But you had to look at the circumstances of what they've had the last two weeks, their loss to the Colts, and they probably should have lost to the Lions two weeks ago. Yep. But the offensive line, they were missing Eric Fisher and Andrew Wiley didn't play well. So that didn't help out the offensive line. The receivers, they were down their two best options, Hill and Watkins. So mm-hmm. against man coverage, all these young receivers, McCole Hardman, um, they, they probably have a, a pretty hard time getting open because they're new to the game. Mm-hmm. Um, so I could see that being a reason they're struggling. Um, Travis Kelsey actually dropped a few, pa- a few passes and he, he struggled the last couple of weeks and McCoy had a pretty costly fumble that mm-hmm. turned the game towards the Colts. But, uh, it's just little unfortunate things like that, but let's see. Yeah. Mahomes, I wouldn't be concerned at all. I mean, he leads the league 1800 something passing yards and he, he hasn't been as crisp the last couple of weeks as he usually is. He's been missing open wide receivers a little more often than usual, but I think it's due in part to that uh, that high ankle injury he's got. Yeah. Um, it's affecting his ability to step into his throws, which could be causing his throws to sail a little high or a little left or a little right. I don't know. But, uh, but when both Tyreek Hill and Sammy Watkins are gone, you're just missing – you're missing a veteran presence at the wide receiver position. And there's – yeah, there's young guys in there that – they haven't learned yet how to win against man coverage in the NFL. And mm-hmm. these guys need, they're not really in sync with Patrick Mahomes yet. And I think it shows the last couple of games, what happens when you have receivers that aren't in sync with the quarterback, the offense isn't as productive as it can be, or as it should be. Um, so as long as they have Hill or Watkins, just one of the two healthy, I feel like their offense will be what it's supposed to be. But yeah, I don't feel like there's any, any reason for panic at all. I would just be a little concerned about the depth of, on the offensive line for them. Um, the defense obviously speaks for itself. They're not very good. That'll, I think that'll end up being the downfall of their season. If yep. the season gets cut short, it'll probably be because of their run defense. Yep. Um, but other than that, I don't really think there's any reason for concern. They get Hill back and Watkins back. Offense should probably most likely go back to, you know, putting up 40 points a game pretty easily. I think, you know, I, you're exactly right. And when you have a talent like Tyreek Hill and a good up-and-coming receiver, or I shouldn't say up-and-coming, a guy that I think has kind of revitalized his career a little bit in Sammy Watkins, you know, who's finding a good quarterback in Patrick Mahomes. Uh, you know, I think this is going to be a big week for them as far as getting back on the right track. But you got to ask these questions. you got to be able to look at, you know, teams and think, okay, is – is something actually wrong here? I know, I knew obviously that you know they were missing two of their top right wide receivers, but I think it's you have to look at sometimes, and and you just have to make sure you that you infer and kind of look at things just to make sure hey, we might have a, a we might have a breakdown. And the Chiefs, 
might I add, and if Maurice is listening to this, uh, are one of the worst teams in the playoffs. Like, uh, I think they, uh, they choke every year. So uh, if I'm a Chiefs fan, I wouldn't necessarily get too hyped. I would kind of just, you know, kind of write out the season because I think one th- once they lost, uh, who was it that they lost? Uh, D Ford and, mm-hmm. uh, and and some of those other coaches. Uh, defensive players. I think I kind of got a feeling. I was like, "Yeah, this is going to be a tough season for them." Despite the fact, and this is, some, don't you agree that like if you have a great quarterback like Patrick Mahomes, it can you can literally overshadow some of that, some of how bad your defense is. And a great example of two thousand nine Minnesota Vikings. Their their offense was probably it was uh, I think one of the highest scoring offenses that season. And and plus, you know, Brett Favre had one of his. Uh, best seasons in his career, but that offense was like middle of the pa- our defense, excuse me, was middle of the pack. You know, worst one of the worst in the NFL, and it cost him at the end. So, even uh, even better example is the Packers. Um, <laughs> I mean, not this year. Obviously, the defense is great this year so far, but mm-hmm. over the past ten years, maybe twelve, maybe thirteen. I don't know. I think twelve, probably ten years. But mm-hmm. the defense has been in the bottom half all ten years. Especially the last five or six years, I think the defense has actually been between 28th and 32nd in the league. Mm-hmm. Yet, they're still showing up in NFC Championship games. Mm-hmm. They're still showing up in the playoffs every year, getting playoff wins because of the freaking magical arm of Aaron Rodgers. But mm-hmm. those days have finally come to an end. I feel like Rodgers doesn't have to carry the team anymore. And yeah. as soon as if Kansas City can build that defense, they they're going to be super scary. I think. Um, yeah, letting go of D Ford, that was a huge loss, like you said. And they let go of another key piece on defense. I forget yeah. his name. I think it was a defensive end or a linebacker, but he uh was, yeah. yeah, but yeah, that just hurts. They should have uh tried to manage to keep one of them at least, but um oh was it Houston? Was that the guy's last name? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Justin Houston, yeah. Yeah. But uh yeah, they should uh look to improve the defense. I wouldn't even worry about the offense at all if i was just kansas city maybe pick up an old lineman or two in the draft this next year yeah but other than that i think they're fine i think they'll end up showing up in the uh, afc championship game against new england probably unless my boy gardner uh <laughs> shuts him out his first round of the playoffs but uh yeah it'll be interesting you know, um, it's funny you bring up Gardner because, uh, you know, I think we were kind of talking about him, but why not now? I really got to think, you know, am I the only one that's really happy to have a quarterback like this? Like his personality, the way he's playing, he's only a rookie. Um, it's good to have Uncle Rico in the NFL. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm glad yeah. the guy finally made the cut. Um, I think everybody was just waiting for it. It was just a matter of time. No, uh, here's the thing. Gardner Minshew has been playing absolutely amazing. You know, uh, I, I think people got to give him a little bit more respect. I know probably some of the teams he's has played hasn't been, you know, the stiffest of competition, but he's played well. You know, once Nick Foles went down, I was kind of, I was scared. I was kind of, um, I was kind of sitting there thinking, okay, uh, I don't know who Gardner Minshew was, you know, kind of coming into the season. I was like, okay, they got to be able to come out. They got to be able to do something. I don't know necessarily uh, if this rookie can handle it, but he's, He's played very well. I think he's only thrown, what, one interception this year? So um, yeah. Gardner Minshew is, you know, I think he's going to he's gonna be, uh, I would say, this is going to be a bold prediction, I say he throws more touchdown passes uh, than uh, Baker did last year. I say he throws, I'm going to go out on a limb here. I, I say, yeah, I think his record is 27. I say he throws 28 or 29. I say he throws 
We'll go with 28 because I think, you know, we'll, we'll, the skin of his teeth, he gets it. So, um, you know, he throws more touchdowns than Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> well, okay. Uh, That's the thing, though. Aaron <laughs> Rodgers doesn't have to be amazing now, like he, uh, even though he still is, you know, I mean, he doesn't have to be amazing. He's still really good. Um, you know, and then the thing with the, uh, with Gardner Minshew and the Jaguars, if you look at some of the teams that Houston's a good team, they barely, you know, they, they kind of got swamped by Kansas City. I mean, what do you expect? It's Gardner Minshew against Patrick Mahomes. You would expect that. Um, Tennessee's a respectable team, got a big win against them through two touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Carolina, uh, only lost by a touchdown to, you know, that they're a good team. He threw two touchdowns, threw four for 300 yards, no picks. Um, did fumble the ball three times. That's that's uh, that's not good. But, you know, I do think that he's on his way up um, and really, really uh, excited to see a guy like him. Now this this new batch of NFL quarterbacks is really exciting. Uh, you yeah. know, Baker Mayfield, despite what everybody believes, that he's a bust, all this jazz, blah, 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 blah. I don't care. Uh, this is a really exciting new crop of, of uh, NFL quarterbacks. Yeah, it is. This is it's awesome to see a new era of good quarterbacks coming in. Um, sadly, seeing another one ending. But uh, yeah, yeah. On the Gardner Minshew topic, he's got his completion percentage is sixty-seven percent almost so far, mm-hmm. which is very good. He's at almost thirteen hundred yards, nine touchdowns, one interception, yep. and his 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 rating so far is about a one hundred six, mm-hmm. which is very good. And just to I brought some names up here just to compare it to how so you can see how good he's been doing. Um, out of all the thirty-two starting quarterbacks in the league, he's currently ranked number thirteen. Mm-hmm. Um. He's so a few notable names he's been playing better than so far. Lamar Jackson, Joe Flacco, Carson Wentz, Josh Allen, Matthew Stafford, Jimmy Garoppolo. He's been playing better than all those guys that mm-hmm. have been in the league for at least a couple of years that have been starters. But yeah, it's just really impressive. Um, I love hearing all the stories about uh, him in college and when he was in high school. Um, broke his hand with a hammer so he could medical redshirt when he was in college. But uh <laughs> Yeah, he's playing good. Um, I don't think it's uh, very far-fetched to say that if he if he shows even slight improvements throughout the the time before Nick Foles returns, I would not be surprised if they, they decide to let Foles rest longer and let, let Minshew play longer. Maybe let him finish the season, mm-hmm. let Foles get 110% for next season, just yep. ride, the, ride the Minshew wave the rest of this year if he keeps performing well and – you know, I'm pulling. I'm pulling for him to make the playoffs, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm pulling for him to make something happen in the playoffs. I, I don't think the, you know, I don't want them to go to the Super Bowl. I mean, that'd be pretty cool, but yeah. I want Kansas City to go to the Super Bowl. As, as long yeah. as it's not New England, I don't really care. But yeah, uh, yeah. amen. I hope he, can, yeah, I hope he can make something magical happen. He's fun to watch. I'm probably gonna dress up like him on Halloween. Um, <laughs> I just got to get a Minshew jersey. Uh, I wear a mustache, some aviators, wear my jock strap. <laughs> um, it'll be fun. I love watching him. Don't you? Don't you think though? Uh, I mean, you already got the mustache kind of going for you, so I think you just kind of, you know, maybe trim up the goatee a little bit and just try to try to get with it. Or yeah. I don't know. Yeah, um, I'll just I'll just grow it out for Halloween and then shave a little bit. I'll keep yeah. the mustache and the soul patch. But, no, uh, that's you're you're lucky, man. You can grow facial hair. I you know I smooth as a baby's bottom. I can't grow it. I don't know why. It's frustrating. Um. No, Gardner Minshew has been absolutely amazing. Uh, I'm not going to be him for Halloween. Um, I probably I don't know what I'm going to be for Halloween. That'd be that's probably another subject for another time. I don't want to be Kirk Cousins because I don't want to scare everybody away. Um, maybe that would actually be the ultimate costume. I don't know. Um, but you know, kind of going to this. Uh, you know, you you kind of spoke about him, Lamar Jackson. Um, 
There was a play. I think he was running out of bounds or something or through something. I didn't quite see the play, but I saw him help up a photographer. Um, and I, I put this question, and does it restore your, you know, your faith in humanity? I was being, you know, a little facetious here, but, you know, when I was playing, I would always, uh, I, I don't think I ever hit a cameraman, and if I ever did, uh, I apologize. Like I would never, you know, do it on purpose. But and maybe you've seen this too. But like every, like every play I've seen from every, like pretty much every NFL player, it's not just, you know, it's not just, uh, I can't even name. I, I just saw one a couple. It was like Stefan Diggs, you know, from the Vikings. Like I've seen multiple NFL players hit cameraman and then just walk away like don't you want to check on your guy first like he probably just got a pretty cool action shot of you that you're gonna have for the rest of your life and you can't even mm. go help the guy up like my dude yeah. just go help him up like dude, you don't have to sit there and coddle him you know uh, lick his bruises but just make sure he's okay it's a common decent thing to do so the fact that i saw that happen i, w- I was encouraged i was like you know what? that's pretty cool because that shows me uh, obviously lamar jackson has you know been has a pretty good season so far not great by you know uh like patrick mahomes standards but he's been having a really good season and i, I still think that you know me him doing that makes me respect him just a little bit more yeah i agree with you i love lamar jackson um i've been on the lamar train since he was at louisville and uh yeah, just seeing him do that. There's yeah, like you said, there's so many times somebody will just truck over a camera guy or a sound guy or anybody, and they just act like nothing happened. They just get up and walk away, mm-hmm. like they're not people. But yeah. Uh, yeah, it was cool. It was really cool to see him turn around, help her up. He even gave her a little hug, and uh, yep. said he was sorry probably. But yeah. Um, yeah, it was super cool because especially for people who don't watch a lot of football that were watching the game that probably see it all the time where guys run into people, don't help them up. They probably think that uh, NFL players are just, you know, a-holes in general. <laughs> but, yeah. you know, for, for just a, um, what do you call them, just a, a common spectator watching football to see that, it would uh, hopefully um, give them a more positive outlook on some players, and especially Lamar Jackson. I think he's a good dude and hope he uh, continues to play well this year and make some noise. Yeah. You know, I think he will. Um, I, there's no reason to believe not. I believe. I think that Ravens have the number one rushing offense in the NFL. If they don't, it's close. Because like I was looking at the other day, I was uh, I was working and uh, I had written a story, so I was just kind of chilling out for a second. Uh, I'm a sports writer. What we do is look up at sports, you know. So I mean, I, I was looking up, and they're actually the number two ranked team in the NFL right now with 192.2 yards. Um, Lamar Jackson's throwing 11 touchdowns, only five picks, but he has 300 rushing yards, and Mark Ingram has 372 rushing yards. To kind of put that into perspective. The leading rusher for the Minnesota Vikings, Devil Cook, has like 540-something. Like he's, you know, so the fact that Lamar, and I would say Lamar has probably had a third of the carries that the, the Devil Cook has. So, and he's got a 6.2 yards per carry average. So he's, I'm kind of looking at that. And I'm like, he could, I, I don't want to say Michael Vick-esque because I feel like Michael Vick could like, like literally huck it. And Lamar Jackson can't throw it, but I don't know that it's to the level that Michael Vick could. But I mean, mm-hmm. it, it's kind of Michael Vick-esque, wouldn't you, wouldn't you agree? Yeah, yeah, he looks. I would go. I'd go to that. Lamar can probably move better and run better than Michael Vick can. Um, I know it's uh, it's almost it's a little disrespectful to compare the two. It is. Um, just but you know the way the way Lamar moves, I think he's more shifty. Mm -hmm. Um, I think Michael Vick probably had better vertical speed. But uh, if I had to pick one, to run it in from the five yard line or the 10 yard line or to run an 80 yard touchdown. I would yeah. probably, 
I think I'd probably pick Lamar Jackson, honestly. But I've, yeah. I've seen all Michael Vick's highlights. Um, I know what he was all about, and I watched a lot of Lamar Jackson. I don't think he hasn't uh, been nearly as impressive in the NFL yet as he was at Louisville. Yeah. Um, but the Ravens, this is the first year they've really developed an offense around him. I think if they continue to do that, he'll be he'll be better going forward. But yeah, it's it, it is definitely Michael Vick esque. That's what you yeah. were saying. Yeah, I don't think he, I don't know if he's as good as Michael Vick. That's pretty. I I probably went off the rails there a little bit, but I just think that you you got to be able to find comparisons of a guy who's yeah. who's playing pretty well right now. Um, you know, and just, Michael Vick, he was on. I don't know if he was on ESPN or what he was on, but he even said in person. He said. Lamar Jackson is a spitting image of me. Yeah. He said it himself. So I don't think, yeah. you know, just because he said that, I think it kind of gives everybody the right to compare the two. So, yeah. Uh, I think I just looked it up. I think Lamar Jackson ran a 4-3-4-40, according to some, uh, to some website. And then I think it was, I think uh, Michael Vick ran a 4-4. I think also Dalvin Cook, for that matter, ran like a 4-5. Those guys can run. Mm-hmm. Like, I just, that, that truly amazes me because uh, as a defense, you know, as a defensive coordinator, I think it makes it tough for you to, to stop it looking at it both ways. But, I mean, you got to be able to, you know, look at one guy and, and realize, okay, you know, obviously we've got a game plan for him. I, I do think Cam Newton is probably uh, – I don't think he's uh, Michael Vec-esque in the fact that I don't think he's quite as fast. But, I mean, Michael uh, – excuse me, Cam Newton was kind of made in the lab. Like Cam Newton's like six foot four, two forty. I don't think he's necessarily healthy right now. But uh, I, I got a whole nother, like – whole other level of respect for athletic quarterbacks because I think it's it's something that kind of goes unlooked. When you have to deal with Kirk Cousins sitting in the pocket, holding mm-hmm. onto the ball for four seconds, which, by the way, I think is a good indicator that this offensive line for the Vikings is has improved. Not much, but it's improvement. Uh, and you have to watch him try to <laughs> – I like to call it old man running. Like when he breaks down and he just decides to run, I'm like, oh, my God. Like I, I kind of mumble a little bit just because I, I don't want him to hurt himself because that's a $28 million quarterback on the ground. And then plus, I mean, I'm not necessarily – I don't know if I'd be able to beat him in a foot race, but I just look at the guy running compared to, you know, like guys like Devin Cook, you're just like, ugh, unhook the trailer, big guy. Just give me something. Mm-hmm. So, but you know, just look at those quarterbacks. I got a whole nother level of respect for him. So, yeah, that's just my whole take on it. But yeah, uh, let's so see here. We're, What's that? We're about a quarter way through the season now. I was curious if you had to pick right now your early, your early, new early pick for MVP. I know I picked, oh boy, Andrew Luck, but uh, <laughs> he kind of he kind of dipped out. But <laughs> yeah, I think I picked Andrew Luck and uh, Carson Wentz, but. Obviously, I don't think either of those two are going to win it. No. So, uh, if I had to make a new pick a quarter way through the season, I will pick Christian McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey, that's a good pick. You know, uh, wow, he he's leading the, he's leading the NFL in rushing yards. I knew that. Um, that's a good pick, man. I don't know. It's kind of rough for quarterbacks right now because Patrick Mahomes is kind of in a slump. But I I think I said Patrick Mahomes before just because uh, I didn't think that any of the NFL defenses had a way to stop him. I still feel the same way. I still think it's going to be Patrick Mahomes, um, but I'm going to try to kind of see if I can uh, I can shock some of you people tonight. What if we, you know, uh, there's a lot of guys in the NFL right now that are uh, that are balling out right now, and you know, what if a wide receiver won it? And I, I would I, I I hate to say this, but maybe a guy like Julio Jones who uh, has not exactly had his best season. Uh, I'm not saying he's going to win it, but I would like to see a wide receiver win it. That would be cool. Or how about a defensive player? You guys like, I don't know, Luke Keekley or, you know, uh, if, if some bo- either one of those Smith boys from the Packers, like, let's be real. They're kind of providing a whole nother level of, you know, defensive, uh, uh, defensive fear. 
I don't, I don't mm-hmm. know, Def- just defensive dominance, really. But I don't know. That's a tough question. I still think it's going to be Mahomes if we're being realistic. Uh, but it's still tough because, again, he's in a little bit of a slump. The Brady's probably going to pop up here and now. But, you know, I I don't think Brady's going to win MVP because of how stacked his defense is. And, I mean, Patrick Mahomes is probably going to throw, you know, like you said, break the all-time passing uh, record in a season. Uh, he's probably going to throw at least 35 touchdowns this year. Um, so I think I'm thinking Mahomes is a guy to beat, but Christian McCaffrey is a good pick. Yeah, I think I saw the other day Christian McCaffrey has more yards from scrimmage than like Todd three Gurley teams. and it might have been Alvin Kamara combined. Yeah, I know. I was kind of like it's kind of uh, it's kind of funny because the the Panthers like they're kind of one dimensional. Just give the ball to Christian McCaffrey because you know uh, Cam Newton's not in right now, which is not exactly his fault. Um, but at the same time, you got to realize, uh, their backup quarterback, I think his name is Allen. Uh, I can't, I'm Josh, no, Josh, no, it's not Josh Allen. Uh, I'm trying, I'm kind of blanking on it, but, uh, their, their backup has really been Kyle, balling out. Kyle, oh, yeah, Allen, Kyle Allen. Thank you. Yeah. He's been balling out. I mean, he's not obviously not been, you know, Gardner Minshew esque, but he's been, he's been, <laughs> <laughs> he's been respectable. Five touchdowns, no picks. Um, Cam Newton doesn't even have a touchdown, uh, through the air this year. Because uh, no. I mean, he's only playing a couple of games, uh, or on the ground for that matter. He has no touchdowns this in, for this entire season. Kyle Allen has I, five. Yeah, I think, um, I think Cam Newton's time in Carolina is coming to an end. Really? In my opinion, um, I mean, he hasn't been anything that he's been expected to be. I mean, mm-hmm. he wasn't last year. He wasn't. Hasn't been this year. Yeah. Um, I don't see them. I don't know. I just don't see them. I don't see the Panthers putting a lot of uh, capital into building around Cam Newton anymore. I think the franchise needs to move in a different direction. Mm-hmm. It's not that Cam Newton's a bad quarterback. It's just that if Kyle Allen can come in and play better than Cam Newton has played, uh, what's the point of paying Cam Newton all this money Absolutely. when you can get a quarterback that can? I honestly think Kyle can throw the ball better than Cam Newton. Um, yeah. Cam Newton's. He does not have a special arm. He has a big arm, but his arm isn't special. He's not very accurate, and that's no secret. Yeah. But the thing that makes him special is his ability to extend plays, run the ball. Um, it's just his physical presence. Just a big. He looks like Josh Gordon playing quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just a huge. If yeah, but if, if Kyle Allen can come in and do this, it shows they don't. They don't need Cam Newton, honestly. I don't think if they have a running back as good as Christian McCaffrey, um, if they got rid of Newton, they could build a little bit on the defense probably, and I think they could be a more successful football team without Cam Newton. Yeah. But that's just uh, one of my little bold predictions. I don't think Cam Newton will be in Carolina much longer. Um, the rest of the season, probably, maybe next year, probably. But after that, I, I doubt. I doubt it. Yeah. Uh, I'm watching the. Uh, I know you're watching the Giants and the uh, the Patriots game right now, but mm. it's tied at 14, big guy. It is tied. Uh, Tom Brady got strip sacked, and the the Giants actually returned it for a touchdown a little bit ago. Yeah, I think uh, that's kind of that's that's kind of shocking. Like I'm not gonna lie, I knew that the Giants had a short week coming back, but um, and I'll get back to the Kyle Allen thing in a little bit. Um, but you know, uh, this is uh, this is really uh, something I wanted to mention because I think. Tom Brady passed Peyton Manning for the all-time lead in passing yards. And uh, only because, let's be real, only because that 
uh, Drew Brees is not exactly playing right now. When Drew Brees comes back, he's going to pass all of them because, I mean, come on, the dude is uh, – he's probably one of the most accurate passers to ever play the game. But um, I do think, uh, kind of going back on that Allen, uh, you know, uh, Kyle Allen – he doesn't need to be anything special for the Patriots. I don't think he really does. You know, if they can get Christian McCaffrey, a guy who is, you know, already has almost 600 yards uh, rushing, not even including from scrimmage. I think he's almost got 1,000 scrimmage yards uh, or pretty close to that. I think, again, you don't have to do anything that special. Uh, you know, just keep giving it to the guy. And Kyle Allen, come make, come make you know, a couple throws. Their defense is pretty respectable. Um, yeah, I don't think it's rocket science for the Panthers. I know they're 3-2 and two like the Vikings. Um, and if I would say, uh, I feel like if the Vikings were to play the Panthers today, I feel like the Panthers w- would win. But only because of the Vikings, um, I think, have kind of, they've kind of you know allowed more rushing yards than anything right now, and it's kind of frustrating. But, um, you know, I think that, uh, the Panthers are, are a good team, and I, sp- I think they're a better team if Kyle Allen is that quarterback. And then, as we say that, the, the Patriots just score. Um, but, you know, I think it's uh, – now they've got a 21-14. Oh, yeah, look at that, Dan Jones, two picks. Um, glad I didn't pick him up on fantasy because my, uh, my one quarterback's injured. I'm blanking on the name. Um, but, yeah, yeah, I think it's going to be uh, – I think it's going to be a tough week uh, for guys like, you know, for guys, if you well, for Vikings fans, not just guys in general, but it's going to be a tough <laughs> week for Vikings fans. Um, now here's a guy. <laughs> I know. I was like, oh my god. Um, no, man. Uh, it's Friday tomorrow. I'm pretty excited about that. Yes, sir. Looking forward uh, to going home back to going back to Pier this weekend. Actually, going to do some work at home. Uh, catch the Packers game versus the Lions Monday night, which I honestly think will be a good one. Yeah. The Lions. I did not think we're even going to be subpar at best this year. Yeah. Um, and they're opening a lot of eyes, but uh, I still think the Packers win it. But it's been pretty surprising to see how, how good the Lions are doing with the team that they have. Um, Matt Stafford's a great quarterback, but their defense has looked absolutely, I wouldn't say absolutely great, but they've looked a lot better than they've been in recent years. And yeah, it's, yeah, it's going to be a good game for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... Is it me or does the NFC North have like four of the best teams in the NFL? Well, I shouldn't say four of the best, but it's a tough division. I I take that back. Not four of the best teams, but it's a tough division right now. It's gonna make it fun because you know you had that that time. I think the Packers won like what four games in a row, and that or excuse me, that they won the uh, they won the the NFC North like four years in a row, and then you know the Vikings snuck out one, and then I think the 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 either the the Packers won again. And like it's been it's been way more even during these last couple of years. You know now that um, yeah. I don't even want to say that Aaron Rodgers has slowed down, but the thing is he doesn't have to be amazing, and I think that's something that's going to get good, overlooked because I mean Aaron Jones, like you said, ran for four touchdowns. That Packers defense has very much improved. You know, he it's not that he's lost his magic. I think it's the fact that he doesn't have to be so magical. You know, yeah. and I think he's probably breathing easier. He's probably sleeping easier too at night because he doesn't have. Again, he doesn't oh, yeah. have to do. So I think. Uh, yeah, one that's... thing I've noticed, even though, sorry, even though it's no, only been four games, um, one thing I've noticed a lot is, uh, is in the last couple of years he's been. You know, he has to be amazing, like you said, and his his mobility has been pretty. Uh, his his mobility gets affected really early, maybe like the first couple of weeks because of hits that he takes. But it's already week six now, and he's still moving like he's 100% healthy, which is great. And we don't really see that very often. He's escaping pressure like um, like no other, ducking and diving in the pocket, extending plays, what he does best. Yep. Um, so as long as they can keep him healthy and run the ball a lot, uh, 
Aaron Rodgers will be amazing when Aaron Rodgers has to be amazing. Yeah. Um, so I think exactly. that's, yeah, he doesn't have to be amazing all year like he always has been, but um, he just needs to be amazing when he needs to be amazing, and that's going to help the Packers a lot because he's got a lot of magic in that arm and his feet, and <laughs> he does. it's going to come in handy. It's going to come in handy, I think. One of these one of these games, whether it's a big game against the Chiefs or in the playoffs, if they make it to the playoffs, which I assume they will make it to the playoffs, I feel like I feel like the run will get stopped and the game will rest on the right arm of Aaron Rodgers, and it never really seems to fail. So uh, I'm looking yeah. forward to it. Well, I mean, he failed against the Eagles, but again, okay, I want to say, I want to preface that, but I know I was kind of a shot. I'm not taking a shot at Aaron Rodgers. I was talking to my coworker, Laura Brown, huge shout out. Uh, I was actually talking to her about it, and I, you know, she she's, she knows her football. She's a she's a diehard Aaron Rodgers fan, but, uh, you know, uh, diehard Packers fan for that matter, but, you know, I'm just kind of looking at it. That was such an uncharacteristic throw by Aaron Rodgers. Like, if you remember, if you go back to it, he doesn't, I'm telling you, if he makes, tries to make that throw nine times out of 10, or excuse me, 10 times out of 10, he, he makes that throw ten to nine times out of 10. And because mm-hmm. of the circumstances, um, the fact that he is getting older, I don't think he's got quite as much zip as he used to have. I'm not saying he hasn't lost any of his greatness, but he's lost. I think he's lost some zip, which is which is fair to say, because he's, he's old, but he's still a really good quarterback. Uh, I would say, again, talent-wise, he's one of the best in the NFL. I don't, you know, a lot of people try to give me, um, you know, cahoots for that if you want to come up with a new word for it. But I just think that it's... Um, I just think he's still one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, no matter which way you put it, because just uh, overall talent-wise, uh, how great uh, how great of a job he takes care of the football. Um, just uh, overall solid quarterback. So, again, I don't think that that throw, uh, and I know a lot of people, you know, I think aren't they, that's the Packers' only loss, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So it's not like he's been, you know, I, I, would, I think you could count on one hand the amount of bad throws that Aaron Rodgers has had in his career. Yeah, that's the only loss. That's his only pick of the year so far. Yeah, but I'm not one to uh, go making excuses for a loss. Mm-hmm. But if you were, if you're one of the many people who watched that game, the pass interference calls that game were absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. And uh, on that last play where the ball did get intercepted, before he threw it to Marquez Valdez Scantling, and before the ball was even there, the defender had him wrapped up from the back, yeah, and the ball stopped the defender's arm. So yeah. it's just like, I mean, to not call that, it kind of makes sense because they didn't call that the whole game. Yeah, and yeah, pass interference has just been a big issue. Like we said, the new pass interference rule um, before the season started, we talked about it, and I thought it was going to be a good thing. Yeah, um, I'm changing my mind. I don't like it because <laughs> there's too much. It's just too. It's too too much controversy. But yep. I don't like it um, because everybody's calling for reviews now on every contact, and it's getting out of hand. And the refs are just starting not to call anything because they don't want to review anything. So yeah. it's, it's a little ridiculous, but, uh, yeah, I think, I, I think it's kind of a fair assumption to say that all flags like together, like, and it's not just teams like the Vikings, but I just feel like the, the flags have been thrown a lot more just for all other penalties, like holding, um, you know, tournament on the field. Well, I mean, that's kind of a, you know, a defensive penalty. That's really hard. Really, really mainly their fault, but just flags in general. I think there was a couple, you know, something about the NFL throwing, uh, 500 penalties or something last year in the first couple of weeks they've had are close to that. So I think refs are kind of, uh, they're cracking down on a lot of these just because, uh, 
and it's not just pass interference. I think it's just a whole bunch of things. Um, I do think it takes away a, a, a stuff from the game for a little bit. But again, uh, I'm a guy that you can't blame. You can't blame the game on one play. You know, you're a guy. You're a team that goes out and plays. You know, you play 49 minutes. You have one play that ruins one minute. You you did something wrong. You should have blown them out from the beginning. And you know what? I've been excused for the Vikings in the past. Um, but I, I deep down, I know that the Vikings, uh, you know, they've cost their fair share of games because they've made bonehead penalties. And um, but you know what? I get that. At the end of the day. I think if you want to be a winner, I think you have to really look at yourself and look at the mistakes you made and be able to take something away from it, no matter what you tell yourself. So, and I think that's pretty tough. I think people don't, uh, I don't know, I guess they don't want to be honest with themselves. And I think, um, I think it's better or it's easier for people to uh, make an excuse rather than to take a look in the mirror and, and, and you know, say that they've messed up somehow. But, um, yeah. but yeah, uh, this NFL uh, week, I'm, I'm pretty excited because, uh, I think the Vikings, you know, they go to they go play again, they go to play the Eagles, uh, at home. And it's it's a kind of a telltale game, um, and this was actually kind of something um, I wasn't planning on bringing up tonight, but I was uh, I really had to bring it up because it was something that I thought was absolutely uh, astounding to me. Um, the Minnesota Vikings, I believe they interviewed a quarterback uh, uh, from the CFL. I'm blanking on the name, um, but he was a guy that would, had run championships uh, for all throughout. Um, I think high school, the D1, D1 AA. Uh, I'm blanking on his name right now. It was like a, a three-part name. I'm, I'm looking it up right now. But um, they wanted – they interviewed him. They you know gave him a tryout, gave him everything uh, to give him a chance to be able to come in and just be a part of the, the Viking squad. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I was thinking, okay, you know, it never hurts to be able to get another quarterback in, maybe see something different. Um, oh, be Bo Levi Mitchell. Um you know, and there was a there was a quote by him saying that you know he he came in there and explained you know they asked him why would you be a good fit for the Minnesota Vikings and he came in right away, um, and he said you know I've won championships at every level you know I'm I'm a good quarterback blah 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 uh, and that's why I'm going to come in and take Kirk Cousins' job and the guy that was interviewing him said, uh, oh no we don't want you to do that we just want you to come in and sell we don't want you to take Kirk Cousins' job we want you to uh, just you know come in, tell us what you see and, and just you know, tell Kirk what you see and, you know, just have another good quarterback in the room so you can kind of round out our room a little bit. I'm paraphrasing, of course. If that is true, Tristan, I'm going to lose my mind because as a former college football player, I can tell you, I wanted somebody, uh, and as much as it would hurt, I would want somebody who is better than me to come in and win a football, or to, to come in ahead of me to be able to win a football game. And as much as it would hurt, because uh, I would, I'm a guy that's want so what's best for the team. But if you're gonna have an 84 million dollar quarterback try to come out uh, and play absolutely awful and not have any competition or you know what which way about it, um, I absolutely I couldn't believe that. You know I was I was looking at it, I was uh, listening to um, for the win podcast or the purple podcast or something like that, um, and um, I was absolutely shocked by that. I don't think that's how you build winners. I don't think that's that's not something the Packers would do. Uh, that's not something that the Patriots or the Chiefs would do. They put the best players on the field. And the fact that the Vikings do, I think it's just another reason that the Vikings aren't going to take another step, and I don't think they're going to be uh, in the Super Bowl again for a long time. Yeah, that's surprising. Um, that That's the kind of attitude I would want from a kid that I'm bringing in. Yeah. Everybody I bring in, I want to have the mindset that I'm going to challenge a starter for his job because mm-hmm. – if you don't have that mindset, then are you actually really trying your hardest? Are you giving 110%? Yep. Um, so it's kind of shocking. I don't know if he ended up, uh, is he with the Vikings now? Uh, no, I don't think he is. Uh, I'm actually going to look it up. I don't know where he's at right now. But uh, I think he's, he might be still in the CFL. I'm not sure exactly where he's at. Uh, as a professional Canadian, yeah, he's still with the with the CFL right now. 
Okay. So we kind of saw something like this last year with Joe Flacco in Baltimore. Um, Lamar Jackson came in and it was kind of, it was known amongst everybody that Lamar was there to take his job. Yeah. And as soon as he got there, Joe Flacco started playing a little bit better Yeah, because it lit a fire under him. He knew that if he didn't start playing better, then it's going to cost him his job. And Kirk Cousins doesn't really have that. If he's, if he's played bad, he's going to keep, he's going to keep playing. There's nobody there that's going to steal his job from him. I don't think, but uh, yeah, it's, I would that'd be the kind of guy I want to back up Kirk Cousins. I want somebody that's trying to take his job. Like Jimmy Garoppolo was trying to take Tom Brady's job a couple of years ago. Yep. He was saying he was saying when he was still on the Patriot squad, he's saying I'm better than Tom Brady. Like yep. I can I can win more games than Tom Brady put me in, which is a pretty bold statement because he's Tom yeah. Brady. But mm-hmm. uh that'd kind what of be you? like Brett, Brett Hundley coming in and saying I'm better than Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, you're not, but uh, <laughs> we like we like your attitude. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's the thing is you're exact you hit the nail on the head, Tristan. You really did because even if even if that player has no shot, uh, you know, like Brett Hundley coming in against a guy like Aaron Rodgers, you still have to have that attitude as an NFL player. You still have to have that mindset. I think that's what sets you apart from other players thinking that way because you know you you think deep down you've got a shot to play against anybody. And that's something uh, the Vikings, in my opinion, I don't know. This was kind of a stipulation as well, but, you know, um, or, or, or rumors, excuse me, that were kind of going around that you know, in the contract, you know, with the Vikings fully guaranteeing all that money. Uh, Kirk Cousins gets the opportunity to, I think uh, it was something about how he gets to look at it and, and choose his backup quarterback. Are you kidding me? You not only you not only stunt the growth of the Minnesota Vikings for the time that you're here for three years, but you get, you've just robbed them of the opportunity to get better. And again, I don't know if, if any of this is true, but if this is true, that is uh, I don't know why the Vikings ownership or you know, general manager for that matter would sign off on that. Um, and again, I get their thinking. Again, they had a number one defense coming off, and then they signed Kirk Cousins and expect him to you know they think Kirk Cousins. I would say that Kirk Cousins is a better quarterback uh, than Case Keenum. So I understand their thinking behind it again. Uh, but again, it's that's absolutely un- unexcusable. You can't, I, I just, for me to be able to have to sit there and watch this. And then they got rid of Kyle Slaughter, who I really liked. Um, I don't know, man, like this is, Did they, uh, I, yeah, they got rid of Kyle Slaughter, like at the way beginning of the season. I think the, uh, I'm not sure. I think he plays for the uh, Jaguars now or something like that. I'll, I'll look it up, but yeah, absolutely. And I think that's the real reason. And again, I'm a diehard Vikings fan. This is hard for me to say. I think that's the reason that, uh, that they're not going to be good for another couple of years. Their defense is still going to be really good. But uh, I, I don't think he's going to get I, – I just – strong quarterback play is something that is hard to come by. And when you, you're a team like Packers are a great example. The only reason – and t- tell me if I'm wrong. But the only reason that the Packers have been even remotely good for – I would say even in the past decade was because of Aaron Rodgers. Like okay. up until this point now, okay, obviously, yes, their defense is really good now. But before that, I would say – you know, they had respectable defenses back when they won the what last NFC, uh, NFL uh, or the Super Bowl back in 2011 or something. Yeah. But that uh, they had obviously had a good defense then. But the fact that they're so they've been so competitive is because of dominant quarterback play. And the fact that the Vikings haven't really had dominant quarterback play. Um, I know people like to throw out Case Keenum, but that he was a, he played really well. I'll give him props, but he wasn't necessarily dominant. He just uh, he played well. There's a difference between dominant and playing well. But I would say since 2009, since the Vikings had Brett Favre, you know that because I mean he would just take the the lights out of you. He'd just throw four touchdowns a game and, and call it good. But the fact that I, the the reason, in my opinion, that the Packers are so have been so good for this long is because Aaron Rodgers is just a dude. Yeah, so. for sure. You got to. There comes a point you got to be able to throw the ball. 
no yeah. matter how good your defense is, no matter how good your run game is, there's going to come a point where the opponents are going to score a lot of points. Your run game is going to get shut down. Yep. And you got to win through the air. And yep. Kirk Cousins, I feel like I've watched enough of him to say that he's either having – he either has a really good game or he has a really bad game. Yep. There's not really a mediocre, I don't think, for him. Yep. Um, but because I know last year against the Packers, he, he torched them one game in Green Bay. That's yep. the game they tied. But, yep. uh, yeah, it's, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. I'm pretty upset they got rid of Kyle Sloter, honestly. I don't even care about the Vikings. But uh, <laughs> I watched I watched Sloter play in the preseason, and I was impressed. I thought Sloter looked sharp. His throws were good. He's obviously more athletic than Kirk Cousins. Yeah. Um, it was it was kind of yeah shocking to me that they let him go. Who is who is Kirk's backup? Uh, his name is Sean Mannion, and he hasn't thrown an NFL pass. He hasn't thrown a pass in the NFL in like three years. So yeah, it's been bad. Uh, but yeah, I I just found that interesting. I, I read that little tidbit up, and I also heard on I think it was for the Win Podcast or something like that. I don't remember, but but yeah, not easy being a Vikings fan. Anywho, uh, yeah, that's pretty much all we got for this week. Tristan, what are you gonna do for the rest of the night? Uh, probably gonna go watch the rest of this Patriots Giants game. I'm gonna go root for the Giants. Um, I root for anybody playing against New England, but uh, yeah, I think uh, um, Daniel Jones has already thrown a couple picks, and it's halftime. Um, <laughs> they might have to go back to the old New England kryptonite, uh, Eli Manning. But <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's rough. Should be a good game. Hopefully, my fantasy can pick it up here. But uh, yeah, I'm just gonna watch football the rest of the night. Um, eat unhealthy food and then oh, probably go to bed. Yeah. Same here. I'm going to read a book actually. Like I, I'm uh, I know I'm a writer, but I don't read a lot. Like it's not something I partake in like every night. I would say I've read uh, in the past year, probably 10 to 15 books, but I mean, I'm not, that's not, if you're a nerd, that's nothing. Like you read that in like uh, two months. So, I mean, I, I need 10, to definitely 10, 15 more books than I've read. <laughs> <Ten years. laughs> I, I literally I need to get back to it because I'm trying to grow my vocabulary because I'm trying to sound somewhat educated. Um, and like it was funny. I, I wrote a column this week about how winter's coming. And if uh, I know you guys can't tell right now, but it's snowing here in uh, in winter, South Dakota, and it's absolutely cold. So uh, the fact I wrote about I wrote about it in the first in my first line, I put um, oh crap, I forgot what I said, but I basically tried to sound all. all you know, all smart and whatever, and I got already got crap for it, so I was kind of like, ah, oh, whatever. So, but <laughs> anywho, it's it's just how you live. You know, if you guys want to check out my column, just check it on my Facebook page, Colton Hall. Yeah, yeah, it's not even worth. I know, I know. Um, anywho, uh, I think that's all we had for tonight. Um, you know, we're just gonna, I guess, put a put a cap on this show. Uh, remember to follow us, follow, wow, follow us on uh, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Sports BP. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, our SoundCloud channel, um, and then also remember to. Uh, Take a, uh, take, take a listen to us on iTunes as well. Subscribe there as well. So um, thanks, everybody, for joining us. Tristan, always a pleasure having you on. Yep, appreciate it. Good luck to the uh, Vikings this week against the Eagles. That'll be a game I watch. I'll be rooting for Minnesota, believe it or not. Um, okay. yeah. I want I want the division to stay competitive. Um, yep. I like the Vikings. I don't have any hate towards the Vikings, even though I'm a Packers fan. You know. um, just the Bears. The Bears are the only team I, I hold a hatred yeah. for in my heart besides yeah. the uh, Patriots <laughs> and the Cowboys. Amen. But uh, – yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I concur. Definitely good luck to the Packers as well. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, remember to join us next week for another episode. Thanks, guys.